it's lights out, and away we go. Welcome to an American's Guide to Formula One. Now let's start the show. Wait for the final downshift and let's start the show indeed. Sorry for the delay on getting this uh, episode out. Got a, had a busy week there. But we're here now. I'm joined via the phone by Papa T-Sauce. And I'm Andy Lewis. And we're here to talk about the Emilia Romano Grand Prix of Imola. <laughs> is, that, is that like some kind of a cheese or something? It's, something, it's man. Some, something. I, but I, it was cool. It was quite a cool race. Uh, a lot to talk about. It was one of our uh, the first sprint weekends. We're not supposed to call it a race, but it's a race, so we're going to call it a race. Sprint race weekend. Um, so we had qualifying on Friday, the sprint race on Saturday, and the full race on Sunday. And I found all of them quite entertaining. How about you, Dad? I did. The rain. The rain. Water. Water is incredible. Italy in spring. How fun. I don't know. I'd sure like to experience it, though. Let's. uh, Everybody needs to subscribe and and tell their friends and get us to the point where we can start going to all the races, okay? So please and thank you. (laughs) (laughs) No, but seriously, thank you for listening, and thank you for all of your guys' support. Any is welcomed, but it would be cool. It would really would be cool, bucket list, to do a whole season. Could you imagine? Golly. You just follow them around. That would be that would be the would dream. That, would that would that make us F one groupies? I'm fine with that. That's what okay. it takes. Yeah. I'll sell out. <laughs> um <laughs> so I think for today's episode we're just gonna kinda go from uh top to bottom. We'll start at uh P one and work our way back. because um, there's so much to talk about. Um up at the top and all throughout the race. But um, uh, what did you think of qualifying? Who looked the best in qualifying? What were your what were what were your uh, highs and lows for qualifying, Pops? You mean like you expected me to remember there was two races this weekend and you want me to talk about qualifying? Well, I think we just, we really, before, I just wanted to briefly touch on it because uh, we had Mercedes not getting into Q3. Um, well, I'll let you take the lead because, uh, you know, I am, you know, like almost 60 years old. I mean, it's 63, not 100. Okay. Uh, I well, just, no, it, just, it doesn't. It, I don't feel a day over 100, though. Oh, you don't feel a day over 100. Gotcha. Right. Well, um, I just wanted to touch on the fact that Mercedes did not get into Q3 both times, both cars not into Q3. Um, I know. I I kind of don't want to remember. I mean, it's so pitiful. It's just really shocking, and I think this was the first weekend, like, anyone publicly from the team really came out and was like, it doesn't look good, guys. <laughs> uh, they're they're, no, I, they're so really much. uncertain as to why um, they're still having the porpoising, and not only are they still having it, but it's getting worse. Or it was worse. Maybe it's not getting worse, but it was dramatically worse at uh, at Imola. 
and uh-huh. it was triggering at a much lower speed. And when we're talking, st- they, they were having porpoising triggering in the corners, cornering speed porpoising, which is dangerous. Uh, I mean, you've seen how violently they go up and they porpoise up and down, down the straights. Can you imagine doing, going through a turn? Like how unconfidence inspiring that would be? Yeah, definitely. Uh, um, So they had to further raise their ride height um, specifically for Imola. Um, but I think they also are really, uh, they're just uncertain and they don't know they they really don't even think that they're gonna they're gonna get this solved in time to have a a, a chance at being um, competitive for the world title. Um, yeah, it's so disappointing because we really you were really kind of sort of rooting for Lewis Hamilton to be able to have kind of this exciting last race deciding uh, type of uh, season that he get him another world championship before he really retires, I suppose. But God, this has just got to be so gutting that not only to the team, but to him, he just doesn't have equipment that's going to make him competitive. Well, and I think, however, how do you explain George Russell though? Well, okay. So it, it was, I think, I think a lot of that comes down to um, side of the track. Um, so, uh, one of the other reasons that they didn't do, they didn't get into Q3 when they really should have, that's still a, a, a Q3 car. I do believe that. It's still the third fastest car, um, even with the struggles that it's having. But they, they're, I'm sure you guys probably heard it. They alluded to it during the race. Uh, if you were listening to the Sky Sports commentary, Crofty, and then we're talking about how that is, a they're very it, it it struggles with tire temperature like because it's at such a high down uh ride height that it's not generating a lot of heat through the tires because yeah. it's, it's at such it's not pushing into the ground as much so you're less friction and yeah. so they actually need two two laps to get their tires up to temperature where other cars need just one most cars will go out, do a, a lap, do like a warm-up, like basically a warm-up lap, and then go for their flying lap. Mercedes needs two warm-up laps in order to get to their flying lap. And what happened in the end of um, Q2 is that they, they didn't get that second warm-up lap. And so they're, that warm-up lap um, is uh, was, was, their, was their qualifying lap and Russell just not intendingly or consciously but because they thought they were going to get a second lap in did three tenths faster and that just was enough to put him on the even side of the or was it the odds the uh even even side was much drier because it's the the racing line versus the and then the odd so there was just more water, and if you watch the start, everybody who was on that wet side of the track just struggled. They all got bogged down, um, and the people who were on the drier side just got had had more grip, a, a better launch. Um, and so it was just pure. It was just pure whatever happenstance that Russell's betting in lap or tire temp lap was just happened to be three tenths faster than Hamilton's and. And then it put him on the better side of the track, and 
I think and and uh, and I think also they're throwing more at Hamilton's car. Like I think Hamilton's a little bit more gung ho and anxious about, um, like you know he's pressuring his side of the garage to be a little bit more experimental, a little bit more like let's figure this out. We got we got basically they're throwing more at Hamilton's car. Russell went three tenths faster, which put him just on the better side of the track to start the race and and. And he, and Russell had a really brilliant pass. Um, I, I don't want to take away from Russell, but I think a lot hap- was just happenstance. Um, well, but we still have the results though of George Russell finished fourth, and Hammy finished thirteenth and was lapped. Yeah, how painful! How utterly painful! I mean, did that? Did that just like. Oh my goodness! When you saw that happen at toward the end of the race, well, yeah, but that's also again that start was so crucial. Russell went from from eleventh to sixth on the first lap. That's not just driver ability; that's circumstance. And then Hamilton was just unfortunately constantly stuck in a in a DRS train. Both him and Gasly were stuck behind the Williams. Um. And it just, I think it really just came, like, before there was DRS, before they enabled DRS, there was nothing to do. By the time they did enable DRS, it didn't matter because it was just a dry line, wet line. And the idea of DRS was not what it's been in the last couple of years, but it was more to give, like, they wanted to see it being an outbreaking advantage. Like, you get a, you get the speed, but it's not enough to just, you know, zoom past them and wave while you're doing it kind of thing, but basically get you alongside or in contention for a battle into the breaking zone. And yeah. but when you have when you have a dry line and a wet line, you're not going to get out of that dry line to try and outbreak the people cuz you're not going to do it. Slicks on wet don't stop, you know? <laughs> or they definitely yeah. don't stop as well as dry line. And so it you can't just- you can't send it, you know? And I and I think Lewis would have, but he knew there was no real. And then what's the posi- What's the what's the risk? What's the point to doing taking that risk to, to get to twelfth, to get to eleventh? You know, like I think he was just a little bit like, I'm 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 going to be in thirteenth, and what the heck gives a shit? You know, um, because I I mean it's because it's not like he really could have done that. And with the cost cap and the fact that they're going to be spending money trying to figure out what the porpoising issue is, they can't be also rebuilding a car, you know? Right too. So it's it's unfortunate, and I think, but they, I think that it, you know, months and months of development tells them that that this was the fastest way to build this car. So it's not like they can just scrap it, you know. They have to, and the regulations they study for next year. So they have to invest. They have to figure out what's triggering the porpoising and why it's triggering it so so much worse than everybody else. And they have to find a solution. And hopefully they'll find it to, to where they can, you know, stay finishing third and and like c- come up with a couple race wins later in the season. Hopefully, like which will then pay dividends next year. I mean, that's still the third fastest car, so, like, a lot of teams would be stoked to be in the position of Mercedes, 
not trying to figure out porpoising, but to be that fast, but it is still a long way off the mark for Mercedes. And I stand agreement. Yeah. And I, but you did see the, I think there was, uh, it's starting to take a toll on the team. Uh, there was that it brief that the sky feed let us see it, but a seemingly very heated exchange between Hamilton and Toto after qualifying. And then we had the, the very awkward, very odd finishing remarks from Toto after the race where he apologized to Hamilton for giving him an undrivable car and trying to say, Oh, it's not you, you know, it's the car. But I think some, some of it's Hamilton, some of it's the positioning of the car. Some of it's just circumstance like I, I covered, but it well, is. You, when you have no confidence in the car's ability, it's hard to push. And then you throw in the wet conditions and. Yeah. Yeah. The one time you really want confidence in your car for sure is definitely in damp and wet conditions. So, uh, yeah. And maybe Russell's just a little bit more risky too, you know? Like we saw, that was a brave, brave pass in Ravazza in the wet line. Mm, yeah. I mean, he, he was, he's, he's pushing that car more. Maybe he's just feels more comfortable with it than Hamilton does. I mean, we've, we've seen that in the past with Hamilton. You know, he does get get little little cranky at times. I'm on the wrong tire. Why'd you bring me in so early? Blah 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 blah, and and we'll still put in results. So I don't I don't maybe he's just it's just affecting him more. I don't know. Yes. Okay, back to our uh, original. Um, let's just start at the top. We have to talk about Max's absolutely dominant dominant performance over the weekend i think yeah what 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 do you call a, a beyond a grand slam you know because i mean i i don't think they could have envisioned a better weekend red bull coming in here they i mean they got the most points they could possibly get and it was quite a haul max points max points by max 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 maxed out the max points <laughs> Uh, in a maximum way. But yeah, we I think we 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 also can briefly we didn't touch on that this this year there is I think we talked about it in the in the previous episode episode but um sprint race this weekend was they they changed the the points format for the race so now the top 8 drivers get points 8 7 6 5 4 3 2 1 points for position or like reverse position, right? So eighth place gets one point, and then first place gets eight points. Um, so he got eight points for that. He got 25 points for coming in first. He got a point for fastest lap, and he led every lap. So, yeah, a dominant, dominant weekend, and quite a lonely weekend. There wasn't even really a challenge at all, ever, um, for that. Not weekend. really. Um, and he, he just looked looked like max i mean like the thing that everybody's saying is the statistic that people are kind of worried about with max is every race max has finished this season he's finished first <laughs> so uh as long as i think red bull can hold on to that reliability um that has plagued them twice this season well what they, was the radio after the after the uh the finish of the race 
Christian Horner comes on all excited. Hey, what, you know, whatever. And, and Max, there's a little delay, a little pause. And he says, yes, that was something along the lines of, uh, yes, that was a lovely Sunday drive or something yeah, like he's that. he's always doing that. Always just, yeah, oh, yeah, I almost fell asleep. You know, like, <laughs> we get it. We get it. You're good. God. <laughs> Okay. Show a little grace. Show a little like humility, you know. Okay. Let's get back on the on track here. Not the red get off that red bull hate train. Yeah, I don't I I I'm done. I don't even want to talk about Max anymore. I mean okay. that's enough for him. Great drive. Excellent drive. I mean you can't fault the guy. I don't I don't have to like him, but you can't fault his ability, you know, like and I'll give him that what whatever credit he is owed, like that was a very good drive, but whatever. I was more impressed with Perez. I thought Perez did had a had a pretty fantastic weekend. Um and uh yeah, I, I think he did a really excellent job. Definitely. And you know, that I just can't hold off any longer. I'm just so pissed that second week in a row one of my fantasy formula one guys is taken out we can't talk, so, we're gonna talk about science we're just gonna skip and talk about science yeah that's all that matters isn't it no he's on my fantasy about perez oh okay 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 jeez Louise. Try, i'm not i'm I not mean, happy we, about we can talk being about it you don't have to follow our rules that I set. I mean, it bummed me out too. He's I have him for a five, f- I'm um, five yeah. race contract lock in. Yeah, baby. I believe in the science, man. But he just is. At least this week, it wasn't his fault. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, a really poor qualifying result for him. Um, and then he fought all the way back during the sprint race that it drove excellently. And then, um, yeah, 30 seconds into the race, um, gets taken out by an oversteering Daniel Ricardo or an understeering Daniel Ricardo McLaren and beached in the gravel. And that's, that's done. That's race done right there. Mm hmm. It's just, uh, I mean, what, 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 what do we, what do we got to say? What, 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 what more is there to say about that? Well, you know, Ricardo did finish 18, so it was worth it. I guess. Um, I mean, it, it, it's <laughs> no. weird. It's weird because he was riding high. I mean, he had just signed a new two-year deal with Ferrari, feeling awesome. They're going into their ostensibly the, one of their home races here in Italy and going to put on a big show, and then. Yeah, and certainly you can't be unlucky in two consecutive races, right? I get. I mean, well, I don't know if I don't That's think Australia sport, was man. luck. I don't think Australia was luck. I think that was just a mistake, a big mistake. Yeah, this but was luck. This was just a wet could... race incident, and I mean, and I'm yeah. glad. I I will say that I'm glad that Ricardo didn't get a penalty, and they didn't start throwing penalties around, and. I mean, that was just a racing incident. And I mean, science well, was you know, but, going around but, the outside, and you do run the risk of, of of that happening when you put yourself on the outside of a turn. 
And but you know, Dan- Danny Rick did say, uh, "Did you see the interview uh, with Danny Rick on the feed?" I saw. I I, I know. I I saw some of it, but go go for where it. Where he, where he had, uh, he was looking at the the replay and. He says, yeah, I, I just wasn't driving very well, and I need to go down and find um, Carlos and apologize. He said, I, I should have done better. Even So he's a, that's just the, that's why you got to like Danny Ricardo. It was a tough race weekend and, and in the wet, and yet he still found a, where he could have done a better job, he thought. So... That was I thought that was pretty cool, but you know, yeah, one of them things. We could talk about Perez again. Uh, I just think Perez. I mean, no, I mean, yeah. It well, well, let's just fin- we'll just finish talking about Ferrari, I guess, since we've already started down the Ferrari train because I think this was a big missed opportunity for Ferrari, and definitely not the weekend that they were expecting, especially going into, um, you know going into the race after the sprint, you know, you had, uh, science did his, did a really good job clawing his way back from 10th into fourth. Um, and Leclerc started second. I mean, there was the brilliant back and forth battle between Leclerc and Verstappen in the sprint. Um, but they're like, okay, well, you know, Leclerc played it safe during the sprint, I think. And took second and, and realized that if they were going to be starting in the wet again, that that second position was actually the better starting position. Um, and he, you know, uh, did, you know, did a, did a brilliant job to, to start from second, get into position during the race. And then they just, you know, struggled with tires a little bit. Um, and you know, Carlos was in fourth again, that even side of track is going to be pretty good start. Um, but I mean, we have to, we have to move on to, to, to the, the biggest mistake of the season so far was that, that spin with Leclerc. How do you, what do you think about that? How do you, how do you miss the apex so bad in the chicane? I mean, did you see that? Well, I think he was, I, I mean, he was, he was pushing, he was really pushing and I was listening to the race, and they were talking. Uh, I need to start remembering their names. It wasn't Scott Mitchell; it was the older guy. Um, but he um, he was saying that previous years' cars you could take that much curb, um, and that was the the quicker he was quicker to take that. You know, he was trying to straighten out the chicane as much as possible. And he, ju- I think he just took too much curb, and it it launched him. The suspension on these cars versus the the previous year's cars are much stiffer, and so well, on the right height, right height. Oh yeah, is much lower. It's not as not as much clearance. I mean, you got all your junk hanging down, you know. Yeah, and I mean, if you go back and watch that, that curb launches that car, and I mm-hmm. actually think that as big of a mistake as it was, Leclerc got super lucky with the amount of damage that he took um with that with that spin and little brief contact with the wall but that could have i mean that could have very easily ended his race and yeah no points um 
And so what do you think about the whole pit, their whole pitting and, and, and that whole sequence of events that, that caused that though? I got, I mean, I got very excited when they, when they pitted Leclerc. You mean when they went on to dry? No, 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 no. Toward the end, what was it? Lap 48, they were running oh. and then I, it was like they, you know, uh, Leclerc pitted and then Perez pitted to cover them off. And then they had enough time to, to pit Max, keep Max in the, and then um, in front in the lead, like, did you think that was for the fastest lap? What, what, what was your, what was your thought process or were they going, were they going for P2 all along? You know, I'm not, I'm not remembering that whole sequence. Well, I Andy. think, I think I, I initially thought it was just going to be for fastest lap. Stick Charles in third, oh, yeah, the fastest lap. Now. But then it was a little bit, yeah, think- it was a little bit early to be going for the fastest lap on that 48. So, I actually think it was just a tire they needed to pit for different tires. They were starting to lose lose the mediums. Did he go on to softs on that pit? Yeah, they all did. Okay. Yeah. Uh, oh. But because of that, he you know he it briefly put him into what I think he came out and he was uh, after Perez pitted. He was like one one and a half seconds behind Perez, and that's that. You smell blood then, you know. Yeah. Well, the other thing was, is that this is a great, on lap 20, which was basically the transition from wet style tires to drive. Yeah. When uh, Perez had come in, got his mediums, then Leclerc came in, got his mediums. And this is where you see the issue of warm versus cooler tires. Yeah. Because Perez overtakes Leclerc. Leclerc did come out ahead of Perez, but, um, you know, it just had no handling, had no grip. Oh yeah. Uh, so, and so, and Perez had one lap of warmth in his, his mediums. And it, you, you, I mean, it was just like night and day. It was so obvious. And so that, that would have been a, that well, was that, a good way. And then that same that. similar thing would have happened that put Leclerc in contention later on in the 48 when they, Toward the end of the race, what were we talking about? Um, Perez's tires were cold. Leclerc had that whole lap to bring him up, and that put him within the one point five. You know that that triggered that oh, and yeah. that race. You know that that race for second. And I, I heard and saw a lot of criticism. Oh shoot! Before I get into that, you did re- you did remind me that during that 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 in, that change from inters to to slicks. Hamilton also yeah. did delay himself a lap and that caused him to lose a lot of positions as well. They, do you remember that they radioed to Hamilton and they're like, what update on conditions? And he says, no, it's still too wet, but everybody else went on to dr- slicks that lap. And it's like Hamilton, maybe that was Hamilton's lack of confidence in that car to think that he could go on to slicks, but it cost him, cost him dearly. And I think Ru- Russell went straight on as soon as he could. He was basically saying, I think we can go, you know, and Hamilton was not. But you just yeah. asked me to remember that because you were – Right. Um, but back to the Leclerc-Perez um, battle for second. A lot of people were saying, what is he doing? That's a huge mistake to be pushing that hard um, and uh, just settle for the third, just take it home, bring it home from third – um, 
And I just don't think it's that easy. I think when you're when you're stuck in third, I mean, if you're if you're they're racing drivers, man. You know, like yeah. if you're within a second, you can if you can just push a little bit and get that DRS. I mean, I understand the playing it safe, but I also understand the inherent nature of of being a racing driver. And you you know, but it it was a mistake. It was the biggest mistake Leclerc's Leclerc's made this season, and I think yeah, with ten twelve race. Sorry, I think you broke up right there, Dad. What repeat did that? you have? Uh, we're having a little bit of difficulty hearing you. Why don't you repeat your point? Hopefully, you can hear you better. Yeah, you're totally breaking up, baby. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can. Okay, we can hear you too. Great podcast. <laughs> what were you saying? Oh, it's you know that when Leclerc spun, that was lap fifty-three. So there's ten laps left in the race. Yeah, and there was some some chatter by the commentators that. Oh, he was just trying to cut the corner so he could make the DRS detection zone. Yeah. Well, you got ten, you got ten laps left, man. Again, I think, so. but I think Leclerc is prone to these. Like Leclerc does not make many mistakes. He just so happens that the he makes the mistakes count when he makes them. You know, and I think mm -hmm. it's that he is such a on the limits driver. That his in his I heard somebody else say this uh, I can't remember, but the, is they said that it's like his one hundred percent is actually one hundred and five percent, and he doesn't realize it. Like you look at the mistake last year that cost him uh, Monaco putting in the wall in Monaco. It's like he's he's just over it. He's over the limit, but he doesn't think he hasn't calibrated his brain like that he is or something and he, he's actually pushing too hard and it's caused it's costing him a lot you know i mean a lot of drivers with his his tenure in the in the uh in f1 i mean there's there's a learning curve <laughs> so uh he's still in that probably and like you said he's just got to recalibrate his brain to I think it's just his all-out natural raw ability and pace is is so good. Yeah, like it just is that fat. Like he's got some that that same thing that causes this this you know the recalibration that we're talking about is the thing that makes him so fast too, though you know, and it's it's finding the balance between that absolute fearless one hundred and five percent raw ability to put a car around a track and then learning how to, to back it off just enough, you know, but without backing it off too much. Like, like I think Hamilton yeah. did this, 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 uh, this race, like what we were talking about. He didn't go on to slicks when he could have and should have cost him, mm -hmm. you know, he didn't come in in Australia when he should have or could have, you know, like I feel like he's lacking some of that, that guttural send it nature, you know, that I think is costing. And I mean, in the long run, he got lucky. Leclerc got lucky. It lost him seven points, but, and he's lucky enough that he's leading enough that he can afford a seven point loss right now. 
But as we saw last year, it can come down to to dead even. It can come down to no points, one point, you know? Half, half, half a, a point. point. <laughs> if we you remember. Yeah, hopefully we don't get a, a BS yeah, half that'd a point be thing. But, you there. know, I I must interject here. He says, you know, that whole our discussion about Leclerc and resetting his brain and everything and just reminded me of a song. Yeah. Yeah. Kenny Rogers song. You got to know when to hold them, man. And you got to know when to fold them. Yeah. Was, pretty, was that pretty cool or what? <laughs> the, only, the only thing that would have made it better is if you would have let me sing that part. But You can. I think, no. I, think, I think our fans would love to hear you sing again. You do? Yeah. Maybe later. Maybe. Maybe later. I'll, okay. Now just it to make forced. it even more random than ever, I'll just kind of blurt it in when it totally means nothing. Okay. Sounds great. But that's how I roll. Getting back to Leclerc, I, that's how I, I like my racing drivers racing drivers. You know, I want to see them sending it. I want to see them. I want to see Leclerc going for it, not holding back and just taking the points. I think most people want to see that. And boy, that's that, why we watch it. That, that's yeah, why we that, watch it. Yeah. I think it was a mistake, and he's going to take that L, and he apologized, and and he's going to move yeah, on nobody, and grow. Nobody but... goes to a, nobody goes to a hockey game wanting to watch the hockey. They they want to see everybody pound each other with their fists. Hell yeah, yeah, and man. I, think, I, th- I just I just was recall when I when I heard everybody saying like we should have just taken the points. You should have just played it safe. You should have just stayed in third. I just kept hearing that Senna quote. You know, if if you see a gap and you don't go for it, you cease being a racing driver. If you see an opportunity. To be in third and be in second, and you don't go for second, you're not a racing driver anymore. You're, you're, oh, that's beauty. huh? That's beautiful. You know, that's that's how I feel, and I, I, I think it, it, you know, it caused an awesome end of the race, which was other going to otherwise going to be pretty straightforward, and yeah. you know, it, and it gave Norris a podium. So let's move on yeah, to I, Norris. It, it tightens things up. I mean, it. You see how everybody. I, I mean, see how I brought it in. There's nothing like transition. There's nothing like coming down to the end of the season, and it, and it's, it's they're tied. It, one yeah, point because of that, or he difference. wins by one point because of that. I mean, we'll right? See, we'll see what happens in a, in a couple of months here. But, um, how about that Norris P3 first podium of the season? Definitely looking like, um. And I mean, they had a bigger chance. I think McLaren's pace is looking a lot better. The our yeah. warnings in from Australia saying don't don't think that McLaren's got this figured out. Well, <laughs> shows what we know. Seems like they've kind of got it figured out. That they've right. really been putting in the work, um, and and doing well and making making strides there. Yeah, and that that kind of brings me to another subject. Is that um, a lot of the cars have come in with upgrades, and but Ferrari hasn't yet. So, it, has McLaren figured it out? But yet, yeah, I, think, uh, I mean, I I think that um, finishing. Let's see, where did they qualify? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm pulling this up here. I can't remember. Norris put it P3, Ricardo put it P6 in qualifying, but then 
in the sprint, I think they ended up, uh, yeah. Uh, sprint results, second and four, or no, fifth and sixth. So Ricardo was actually having quite a decent weekend before he just understeered into yeah. into science and took science out. Right. There, something must have been, um, you know, his car just wasn't working right the rest of the day. I think it's just that tired. T- I think it was just, just it was just a racing incident, and it, and it, which really sucks because they were on for a huge points haul that weekend. If if Ricardo, because Ricardo was in there, you know. Oh yeah, but something, you know, he just didn't have the pace. So something must have broke on the car during that incident. He, yeah. And he just didn't have the pace. But well, no, he he was he was down, and then so they pitted him, and then he you know it was just. I think it was just result, you know, it was just circumstance, and plus you got to think he's in his head after an incident like that. It's, it's and I think yeah. I think it was somewhat of the same same mentality of Hamilton. You get stuck in some of those DRS trains, or you get stuck behind a slower car, and what's 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 worth sending it up. Um, up the inside on a wet line or something to just what get maybe get into eleventh place or twelfth place, you know? Yeah, right. You think it, that if he had his original pace that he showed earlier in the the weekend, but and he just didn't. It just didn't happen in the Grand Prix race. So, and I think you know, even if he's running, I mean, he finished at last, but it's still data, you know. Still data for right. the team. So. Well, speaking of stuff where crashes affect the arrow and whatever of the of the automobile of the car, did you did you see that uh, picture of Alonso's right side pod when oh, he came yeah. in? You yeah. know, what was the first thought when you got to look inside that pod? Is how low it sits. That's my that was my first thought. Is how low, okay how down low the engine is. You barely just saw the. Ex- I mean, really, all you could see is the exhaust manifold coming off the top. Well, there. well, they kind of had a pan shot uh-huh. where they where they came from the back, and then they rotated to a shot from the front, and you saw the radiators, how they lay, and the the tubing, and the and and then the the headers off the engine. I my original thought, like, God, that's like artful sculpture. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, well, the, if you think of how tightly packaged that is, and how oh, it has to be like so per- down perfect. low too. I want to. That's why I yeah. want to see the Mercedes because they have no side pod, you know. So think of how how tightly compacted that is. Yeah, it it does. It, I remember it said, "Oh, that looks like there's a lot of room in there." <laughs> so it must be all about the arrow, but. Then you got to well, see I the, think what they also have, uh, like you know, with there, there's that side impact structure thing that they put on this year as well, so that 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 has to be in a certain position. They can't, uh-huh. you know, so that I think that just creates some aerodynamic challenges of getting around some of those those safety side pod structural features too. But hey, what about? we switch gears back to the uh, sprint race? Sure. Sure, Harry Carey. Hi. <laughs> what? 
<laughs> if the moon was made of cheese, would you eat it? <laughs> what? I was trying to think of that hey. real thorough. Harry, Harry, hey! <laughs> uh, what, what would, what would you like to talk about this print race, Mister ADD Man? The lap, the lap before the last lap. Uh huh. Lap twenty of the twenty-one lap. Yeah. Where Verstappen passed Leclerc. Yeah. That's why we watched the show. Yeah, it was. Be- it was. It was not what I wanted to see, but it was nice to see. If you get, well, I don't know. I just, I out. guess, I wanted to to see if you would, if I could bait you into going off on Cyborg Boy. Yeah, I just want to talk about Norris on the podium and how shocked they were that they were on the podium because <laughs> that's what we're talking. Yeah, about. but side pod, cover boy, and sprint race Harry Carey over here it's derailing the whole pod. <laughs> pod man. Uh no, I think uh, I think it was a great result for Norris. Not, I mean, he was surprised, and I think it took it was it was a lot of tire strategy. There was a lot of communications between his engineer and him, and saying like, "You need to make these tires last. <laughs> Don't fight." Look, you know, because there was a there was a chance when uh, uh, some of the pitting rotations happened, and um, uh, he came out and he was actually ahead of Leclerc. Not like he was going to stay ahead of Leclerc, anyways. But they're like, do not fight Leclerc. Let him go. Like, this is not our strategy. Our strategy is tires. Um, and they they hang, they hung on to the tires, and it, it he did what he needed to do and gave him a podium out of the end. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, it, it just gave us longer to look at that cool color car. It's, it's cool. Still wish it didn't have the blue. I just wish it was... Well, I'm I'm just talking about the hubcaps. Oh, uh, that yeah, some of the best marketing of all time for sure, right there. I digress again. Uh, hey, hey, if the <laughs> hey. Uh, how about George Georgie Russell? I George, think, I think we talked about Georgie enough. I think he's he's doing really well. Um, yes, sir. So. The, somebody I really want to talk about, I'm anxious to talk about, and was my double points star driver on my grid rival team, uh, Mr. Valtteri Botas. Me too. What an Me awesome! Too. What an awesome result! What an awesome season uh, Botas is having, actually. P4, you know. Uh, DNF and then P5, P6 or P6, P5. Like he's he's only four points behind Hamilton in the constructors' title. He's the closest he's been to Hamilton ever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, most definitely. And then, um, you know, and then, um, oh, how do you? I always screw up the Chinese driver's name, but Joe, Joe, before he got knocked out. He uh, he was doing pretty good too, wasn't he? I don't I don't recall. I don't think they paid enough attention to him. Well, Alfa Romeo's got a car. They do. I mean, no doubt about it. I I think, and I think honestly, Joe is doing. Uh, he's having a remarkable rookie season. I mean, compare his results to to uh, Schumacher's. Like. Yeah, both both are competitive cars. Joe is absolutely outperforming Schumacher in his rookie season than 
Schumacher's doing in his in his sophomore season. You know, definitely. Um, well, you know, it's I think the Haas and the Alfa Romeo, at least heretofore, have been pretty neck and neck as far as performance. I think I yeah. think I think the the uh, Alfa Romeo has a little bit more to offer. Agreed. Um, I think it, Agreed. I, I think it comes down to balance and setup. Um, I think Botas was saying after the sprint race that his tires were still looking. He did all all the twenty some laps on softs, and he's like, they're still looking good. I think he. I think Botas was really happy with the balance of that car at that track and and their pace. And I think he. There was a couple of instances that really cost him, and I think it could have. He could have very easily been. He really should be. He should have been P four at the race, and if not been fighting Norris for the win for the podium, genuinely, um, he got he got stuck in the behind the whole Ricardo science incident. He was just out of position for that, which cost him. And then he came in when uh, he came in to pit for the last time. He had a nine second stationary pit again with with a cross threaded wheel again. I mean, like, what the heck, yeah. man? I mean, he's doing absolutely everything he can. He's doing it brilliantly. And then stupid, stupid Botas luck. Um, well, fortunately, there's a lot of season left. And we, I, I don't know. It's just cool. I, yeah, cool. I mean, keep keep putting in P4, P4, P5. And I, I would be awesome to see Botas on the podium in an Alfa Romero. I think it'd just be radical um, to see. Uh the other thing we I did want to mention that we didn't mention that is worth mentioning that is also a, another standout thing about Russell's performance this weekend was that when he came in to pit from the inters to the slicks, they did try and add downforce to his front wing and something failed and they there was that radio that said we were unable to add the downforce to your front of your car. Yeah, I remember that now you mentioned it. And you bet. And so you also have to think that he was for all of that slick weather he was uh, running, he was missing front end downforce, so he was understeery as heck, I bet. I mean, even somebody who would really know, they had Rosberg on as the one of the commentators this weekend, and he was just like, that's going to be difficult. <laughs> um, he was missing quite a bit of to, uh, front end downforce uh, for the whole race. So, yeah, but I still, the majority think, of I, it. I really would have liked to see, and I think Botas, I think even just given another lap or two, Botas would have caught him, but give Botas nine seconds or five seconds. He for sure should have, he should have, uh, you know, let's see. Botas, well, yeah, he was on, he was uh, less than a, yeah, he finished less than a second, uh, behind, uh, Russell. Oh yeah. Yeah, he was in the DRS at the end of the race. Yeah, so. he, he was just getting DRS just a, a lap. A lap too too late, but um, yeah. All in all, just a a really great performance from him. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, Leclerc, we talked about in enough detail. Um, P seven, Yuki Sonoda. What another another awesome race for Sonoda. Um, I tell you, there's something about a Yuki. He's really looking strong, and I mean, he this is the second race in a row that he's he's outperformed Gasly. Gasly didn't didn't finish uh he finished 12 just ahead of Hamilton still behind Albon but uh not a lot to talk oh there I was about to say not a lot to talk about but there was an absolute legendary did you see at the start of the race that there was a point where Yuki had 
all four tires off the track in the grass, and he's just Sonoda? It. Yeah, it's just put buried yeah. it and still have made it work. Like, <laughs> uh, like flying saucer. Just that they they talk. I remember all that talk about him when he was first coming in. That he just doesn't have like a what you what's the brain what's the fear part of the brain uh you know what is it is it the i don't know someone out there's knowing comment i think i i think it involves a scrotum <laughs> okay that, well there's that <laughs> yes um but um like he just doesn't have fear like maybe he's still young enough i mean all these guys are young enough to but like to put they're, you know, drivers afraid to be in the in too much of the wet, you know, and he's like, ah, oh, just drive on the grass, whatever. There's no room on the road. <laughs> I like my racing really slickery. Yeah, but an absolutely legendary move and an absolutely awesome drive uh, from Sonoda, um, and uh, really great results. Uh, Aston Martin and Vettel P8. That was a that was a shocker. I kept being like, what the heck. What's that guy? What's that green car doing up that? <laughs> um, you know, well, everybody it, was throwing in their doubts about Vettel, you know, coming back and and maybe will he even finish out the the season? And then boom, P eight. Um. So. Yeah, I, that, and then and Stroll was just in P ten, so yeah, decent decent you know, points for that car. Definitely out, not where it belonged. Definitely both of them put that car where it didn't belong. Yeah, very nice. Very nice stuff. I mean, to to get that, to, to I mean, I think the Haas of Kevin Magnussen in ninth was, I mean, they were struggling and they didn't, I don't I don't understand all of their struggles there. Yeah, that's He that's had an surprised. absolutely brilliant qualifying session. Yeah, that surprised me that, uh, you know, what, what, what went wrong there? Because I was expecting I think, much more. I think it's just tired. Like they still, they still don't quite have the balance and the and the and the aerodynamics quite right because Magnussen qualified P four. I mean, what a right! I, what a talk about scroto fortitude. Well, he well, was he was it, he was fast in the wet, man. Well, there's something with the Ferrari power unit too, for sure. Yeah, but you kind of wondered with his. With his uh, power unit kind of starting to weaken a bit, and because uh, well, I just thought I he would have better pace. I don't know about that. I, I think I really think it's tires. I really think it's temperatures and it's wear, because he he lost four positions in the sprint. Um, so that brought him to eighth. So it, it seems pretty pretty um, pretty similar because he started eighth finished ninth. So he only lost one position in the race actually. It just happened to be, yeah. you know. And 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 I think he got a bit lucky when he qualified for the sprint race too. Was he so, was he on a, 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 a the just the wrong tire? Was he one of those guys who ran the medium during the sprint? I can't remember. Um gosh. They did something different. Yeah, because everybody else was running soft, weren't they? I think there was, yeah. Anyway, That's right. Because and, and, I remember there was an interview with him 
post-race, at a post-sprint race, and he said, Dad, it was kind of my call, and I really blew it hmm. um, by calling out the, calling for the mediums. That's right. Okay, moving on. Yeah, good, 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 good recall there, Pops. Moving on, talking about drivers putting cars where they absolutely don't belong. Alex Albon finishing P11 in a Williams again. Yeah. I mean, what up with that? I mean, wow. Where was Latifi? Latifi P16. Um, I don't. I think they were really. I mean, Williams was really worried about uh, missing Georgie Boy quite a bit, and I don't. I think Albon's kind of absolved them of their worries. <laughs> He's yeah, doing well, absolutely, absolutely excellent. Uh, definitely in a very cool looking car. I still, still, I think still one of the best looking cars for sure. Yeah. Um, but, uh, what about, but the one thing about Albon and it's not on him, it was on his, um, his crew, that unsafe release. Cause didn't he get a five second penalty? No, wasn't, for, wasn't that Ocon? I thought that was yeah, Ocon. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're yeah. right. You're right. My yeah. bad. Yeah. Uh, for uh, nearly running into Hamilton. I think there was something also about that there, he had to move around somebody, one of the other team's cables or something, which exaggerated the 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 look of the cutoff, too. Yeah. Um, but he called... Perhaps. It, it was, I think it was all, like, called really correctly. I mean, he took a minor penalty and deserved it, and it was just one of those things. Could have been a lot worse, but it wasn't, and it was fine. Um, but Albon really, you know, held up Gasly, held up Hamilton. I mean, honestly, it was, it was kind of a bummer, but it was also some good, good racing. They kept, I mean, they, they I think they showed way too much of it, but it was, you know, it was, yeah, Hamilton but you know, he the showed some good driving, really good, showed, showed good driving, really good defensive, sure. defensive driving. I mean, held them up. You know, another, yeah. Another thing with William, have you heard the scuttlebutt? The what? Latifi scuttlebutt there. What? Latifi for Williams. What about it? Well, you know, they were talking about at the end of the season, they were probably going to turn to Oscar Piastri. Oh, yeah. But but now the, the talk is, is it may happen sooner. We may be seeing Oscar, Oscar Piastri in a Williams yet this season. Well, that would be so, cool. I mean... The guy deserves a seat in F one. I just wish it was a much more competitive street. Well, what can you imagine? I mean, the the guy's name is enough to, you know, well, you know, the fact he should be he, on the podium he, just because of his cool name. I, I mean, the fact that in his racing career that he's what finished first in every major category he's raced the first year. <laughs> I mean, he's got some oh talent. in F in F two. You mean in in yeah, all of them. So, I thought you I know, thought I heard some about him potentially maybe even if 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 Ricardo can't get it together. Um, because I hadn't heard about that though. So the drama, the Formula One. Oh, never there's, there's more when we get to the news section of after all of this. But we got to talk. I, I don't think we need to talk really about Ocon anymore. Joe, we, we briefly touched on, but I do want to say is having an. I mean, P15, that's a decent rookie start. Like, I think he's having a good season in a car. Uh, I think he's out outperforming a lot of people's expectations. 
Um, well, yeah, and, you know, can you imagine a rookie and getting that draw, having an Alfa Romeo? I mean, they are their cars are good. Yeah, I, I'd like so, to see him. I think very often where you get uh, you know guys breaking into the into uh, Formula One and they're in a you know a pretty upper tier car. Yeah. The, the, so he's, he's set up to do great if the season plays out for him better. Uh, I think, yes, 100%. And then the, the the last person that we really need to talk about is is old Mick Schumacher and just what a disappointing season he's having now. And yeah. He's really, like I said in the earlier episodes, he's he's got to figure this out. He's got to get together. He's, he's going to be in jeopardy of losing that seat. I mean, there's only so much so far. Daddy's name can carry you, man. You got to have some ability. Yeah. Well, I had had heard that he's sort of a real calculating sort of guy. You know, where he kind of sits back and takes it all in, and then makes steps forward. You know, and then kind of plateaus again. And that's not so the driver that I saw in this race. I mean, how many times did he spin that car? You know. Yeah. But I yeah. mean, you cannot. Right. You cannot. It sounds like he's really just getting in a funk, and he needs to get out of it. But you cannot have one of your cars finishing consistently in the points, consistently qualifying in the top top ten, consistently, you know, being up there mixing it up, and then have your other guy in second to last place. Yeah, that's true. Um, that's true. So both you kind of wonder what distractions in his life are going on now or something. I, I think I think it's just the reality is setting in and he's it's mentally a lot for him to handle. I mean yeah. I wonder well, it, how much he expected to be doing better than Magnuson. And then Magnuson came back with just this conscience of I have nothing to lose. And and he's and now Schumacher is looking at it, I have everything to lose, you know, Mm -hmm. and what that's causing him. I think it's just, it's just really getting in his head. And and I think that, I mean, I really like the interviews with Madison. Yeah. He just seems like a really balanced guy. And that was part of having him come aboard is that they thought he could kind of help mentor Mick along uh, a bit and he seems to have the personality of that uh, that you know he doesn't seem like one of those well I'm I'm the number one driver for the team and you know stay out of my way kind of thing I, he doesn't seem like that kind of a person and he's just I don't know I really enjoy his interviews and I think that that uh, Schumacher has somebody to kind of look to I think there was an interview with Mick saying that even that Kevin has been a a real good addition to the team because he feels like um, he feels like he's sort of taken under wing. So I hope as the season progresses, he does well. Uh, however, he just may not. You know, Mick is not the same as Michael. No. Uh, but so. Michael had some rough early seasons too before he. Beat oh him. yeah, I mean it wasn't wasn't a slam dunk for him either. So yeah. And Schumacher had a had a had a had a tendency also to 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 get inside his head. 
um, and get a little crashy and a little spinny as well. Yeah, distraction stuff. So. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah, the other other thing I wanted to touch on is that there were some uh, F1 news that came out recently, too, more uh, about the potential of Audi and Porsche joining the grid under the VW, VW entering into the motorsport Formula One. The big news uh, I think that's quite interesting is that there is some scuttlebutt that Lawrence might be looking to sell Aston Martin. Yeah. Uh, that his big lofty goals of being this this uh, championship competing team really isn't turning out the way he planned. And, and uh, it, it's definitely a seller's market right now for uh, selling a team. Um, I know Sauber, Ralph Romero is one of the teams that's also been looked at. McLaren is one of the teams that's been looked at. And now Aston Martin um, is has been added. Oh, uh, I said Aston Martin's now joining the, the, the short list of teams that Audi potentially might be wanting to buy um, to, mm-hmm. to, to get into the sport. Um, you, you, you broke up during all that, Andrew. Okay. Well, hopefully I didn't break up. I don't think I broke up to the audience, but I'm sorry. Okay, good. Uh, well then I'll just, I'll just kind of, um, uh, kind of jump in here. We'll, yeah. Uh, could this be a situation where Andretti racing makes its breakthrough? Well, I know that they, I know that they wanted to, but I, I, uh, I know that they were, they were in talks seriously with McLaren, but I think, Someone else was saying that there's that you know McLaren road cars are having a real hard time right now, <laughs> and I think the deal might be that if you want the racing team, you got to take the road division as well. Um, and I don't know how many yeah. you know who who's really set up. Uh, Audi would probably be much more set up to do something like that, but that doesn't make a lot of sense for them as a brand. But um, in it's just well, interesting, you know, you know the the interviews with Lawrence about how invested he is in the team and then to to now hear rumors that he's selling it is really just hi- highlighting that he's at the end yeah. of the day he's a businessman and has lost a ton of money. <laughs> and, yeah. Well, he did he did buy a team that was performing really quite well. You know, the Force India team several yeah. years ago was really doing well. And so. and maybe under better leadership they might be able to do well again. I don't know. I think yeah. there's something. Maybe that's a little bit. There's some something to. Well, if I throw enough money at this, it'll it'll fix itself. And I don't know if that's always the case. You know? Yeah, that's a good point you bring up. And I mean, but, you know, because Force India was had that that scrappy nature of punching above its weight class, and then I feel like maybe that was uh, unsettled by by the money aspect. That now we can, and maybe that just. They didn't. They weren't as hungry, or I don't. I don't know. But it definitely has not gone the way that they had initially. That I initially had thought it was going to go. Yeah. Um, well, you know, sometimes, sometimes you know, the thing that you think will fix the little tidbit that needs to get fixed before you really break through can sometimes become a distraction. So. Yep. That may have taken away from it. And then, but you just think if Andretti Racing could come in, there's another junior driver who's an American, and I can't remember his name, 
um, uh, leaf letter or link letter or something like that. That's Can you imagine correct. if get a get a an American driver with an American team? We're now having uh, you know we'd have Miami up next. Yeah, uh, Austin's just down the road a little bit. Uh, not down it's in geography, but just in schedule. And uh, you know maybe we're going to see a real breakthrough and in involvement in America into Formula One. Well, no doubt about it. I mean, we have three U.S. Grand Prix next year. We're, we're, you know, we have oh yeah, we got Vegas. Yeah, um, yeah, Vegas. But uh, yeah, uh, let's just. Uh, well, that's another uh, option. Yeah, we're getting we're getting Oscar. we're getting here long in the time, so I just wanted yeah. to. To drop that little bit of information, we'll 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 update you as we get more information on the, on potentially Andretti, but definitely Porsche and Audi looking very very convincing for coming into the sport. But uh, let's just update um, standings as they look now. Um, you know, Leclerc is in is still comfortably in the lead with eighty nine point eighty six points. Uh, Verstappen definitely made up some serious ground. Um, 59 points Perez 54 points just right there right behind uh Verstappen really having an awesome season um really looking a lot more comfortable in that car a lot more a lot more confident in ability and I think it's that they, this car this year's cars um a little more understeery than snappy oversteery which is more his setup the way he likes it um but really putting in an absolutely epic um year um yeah it's getting it's getting exciting russell uh and still in p4 with 49 points science really falling back with two dns down to 38 points norris 35 lewis hamilton 28 valtteri botas 24 esteban ocon 20 and k mag p10 15th uh with 15 points um and then constructors standings, we have Ferrari with 134, Red Bull 113, Mercedes 77, McLaren 46, Alfa Romeo 25, Alpine 22, AlphaTari 16, Haas 15, Aston Martin 5, Williams with their one lonely point, thanks to Alex Albon. Uh, any last words, Pops? Well... I'm excited to see. Have, I, I was just looking over the Miami Hard Rock course. It looks kind of cool. I think it's going to be neat. I'm excited. I know F1's putting a lot of their marbles on this race, really trying to kind of elevate it to the – they really want this this race and the Vegas race to kind of steal away from the Monaco. They want this to kind of be the – or the yachts show up and the stars come and the like. Yeah, oh yeah. And they're they're charging a lot for it, so I hope it pays off for them. But um, that just looks like a real cool course. I I get the sense it's probably going to be more technical than. But there's a lot of curvies there. I I mean yeah I I'm 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 excited for it. I'm excited for this season. I think we're. We're we're well into we're back into a really interesting fight for the front. A lot of new, a lot of good storylines to follow, um, and I hope you guys stay tuned here to 
for us to talk about it. So I just want to take this opportunity again to say thank you for listening. We, I, we genuinely appreciate it and are blown away that as many of you do listen. Um, it's so fun. It makes this such a, such a cool thing. Um, and if you, if you would be so kind as to, to, to subscribe to the, to any of the platforms that you're, you're listening on, it just does help us. Um, and if you really are, would love to be, to go out of your way and be so kind, um, to, uh, give us a review or rate us that, that just gets more eyeballs onto the podcast and allows us to do a lot more, uh, moving forward. But, but thank you again. And thank you, Dan, for, for, for doing this with me and yeah. out and talking formula one. It's just one of my absolute favorite things in the whole world. So thank you. Totally. Because you know what? What? You got to know when to hold. <laughs> no, no when to hold. hold no when to okay, walk baby. away. No when to run. <laughs> okay. Sing now it, that everybody has officially turned off anyways, we're going to go ahead <laughs> and end the podcast there. Love you. Pops. So much for that. So much for that subscribe stuff. <laughs> yeah. We probably we, but we still love you. We, uh, we love you out there. Love you. All right. Okay. Love you, Dad. Have a good Bye. one. Bye. You too. Bye.